0: You know, one of the great phenomenons around this area is nothing but cakes. Start really wasn't here, it was in Las Vegas back in nineteen ninety-seven, but they relocated here. And I'm amazed to see there are five hundred locations, more than five hundred locations, spread out everywhere. And they've got a fairly new CEO who's old to us. The last time we talked to Dolph Burley, he was the CEO of Top Golf. Now he's now he's in the cake business, nothing but cakes, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: It is great to see you again, David. So this pleasure. sounds
0: this sound like a sweet job. I mean, this <laughs> this outfit is really, I mean, it seems to be humming. Uh, over 40 states, 500 locations. Um, so what's your challenge?
1: Well, you know, over the years, I've had the privilege of joining companies that are growing at a really tremendous rate. And I've just happened to land here at Nothing But Cakes at a time when we're going from building what had historically been about 50 bakeries a year, which is not a small number, but this year we'll do close to a hundred and then we'll be well over 150 next year and on the way to 200. And what's keeping me busy is just that wonderfully fun um, business of trying to build the capabilities to grow at that rate. And I've got to tell you, David, this is a brand that is so much fun. I I can't wait to tell you more about it.
0: Well, uh, talk to me about the size for one thing, because 500 locations seems like a lot. I mean, you're in, in, you know, most of the lower 48 already.
1: Well, 535 and counting. Uh, And interestingly enough, though, it's a brand that people know pretty well if you've got a nothing bun cakes bakery near you, and yet more than 70 percent of Americans are unaware of it. We are the largest specialty cake retailer in America, having sold more than fifty three million cakes a year ago. And now we'll be over 60 million this year. So so watch out as we uh, make our way to one hundred million cakes, David.
0: <laughs> I see. I have a naive memory of thinking of it as sort of the, the... You know, bakery down on the corner that's great for uh, you know recognizing the kids' teachers, or you know, for a surprise birthday party. Uh, but I, there's a, that is a lot of locations. So, so what do you do with the brand? Do you 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 just keep adding locations? Or are you gonna can you can you bring the ticket back up? Can you add additional things onto the menu other than just mud
1: cakes? We're very focused on on cakes because we feel there's an awful lot of room left to run. For example, we'll be really moving into the gluten-free cake space uh, in the coming year. Uh, We know there are more flavors that can be really exciting to people. So at the moment, we're focusing on the cakes themselves. Uh, From a brand standpoint though, and I really appreciate the question, this is a brand that has done wonderful things focused primarily on product. Uh, The core of the brand, however, is around joy and caring and kindness and the um, the act of giving cakes and receiving cakes which elevates experiences and events that people are at because cake has a special place in uh, in the pantheon of of what's culinary uh, and celebratory and so we think there's a lot that can be done to actually make nothing but cakes a household name because of the types of occasions and the kind of joy and um, and the nature of um, the giving and the sharing that goes along with such a beautiful product. You so- know, the,
0: the corporate reputation is not entirely different from that, from, from what I've seen from the outside, is is it seems to be everybody always seems to sort of get along, and it seems to be a pretty, pretty friendly pace, place. And unlike some franchise organizations, I don't see, you know, a bunch of franchisees up in arms uh, against, you know, against the parent corporation. It seems to be fairly copacetic.
1: It's you're you're accurate when you say that one of the things that's been so beautiful for me joining is just to see um, how much trust there is between the franchisor and the franchisee, and then also just how well bakery owners work together. It is possible to be in a brand uh, in a franchise business where franchisees really are competing with one another, but much more here. We have people who have their own territories, of course. But they work alongside each other to lift and elevate the brand, and uh, that is really the culture here in the company.
0: Do you think does it stay private? I, I, I would guess there's a fundamental difference between a corporation that's growing ideally organically and one that has franchise. You don't. Know, there shouldn't be as much demand for capital, should there?
1: There isn't as much demand for capital. You're absolutely right. So uh, we have the opportunity to stay private and be a profitable company. We're on, owned by Rourke Capital. They bought the company a couple of years ago out
0: of Atlanta. They own everything
1: out of Well, they just bought Subway, right? So they're, <laughs> they're quite accomplished when it comes to large organizations uh, in the food and beverage area. But um, but in my view, this would be a good public company in the sense that um, there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of growth ahead. Uh, there's a lot of white space. And also, there's some predictability around uh, the economics going forward because we live in a world of of signing up franchise, uh, you know, contracts, and we know how long it takes for them then to build bakeries, uh, and we're getting you know more and more clear on what sort of um, royalties are associated with that and what it takes to you know to market those well. So the company is maturing. And I think at this point, it's really too early to say whether we would stay private or not. Uh, we're just focused on making it the best brand and the fastest growing and responsibly growing uh, brand around. And so uh, that's, you know, that's the focus of the moment.
0: So it, it is a specialty cake business. It's not like the corner bakery where I run down and grab some rolls for tonight's dinner. And, and my sense is there's a finite number of events and there's you can do Thanksgiving and Christmas and maybe Easter and somebody's birthday, but at some point you run out of special events, don't you?
1: Well, I, I love the question, and my short answer is David, <laughs> there needs to be more special events in people's lives. And Wait, let me tell I, you what I mean by that. So first of all, there's a lot of work that still can be done around the big holidays, and Mother's Day is really huge for us, as is Thanksgiving, and certainly. Um, things like, uh, like, uh, you know, the holidays at the end of the year. However, when I go and speak with guests in bakeries, I'm always amazed at the various things they're doing. So, a good example of that is someone who celebrates, uh, with their family every Saturday uh, in the fall because they have UT football watching parties and they get a cake for it. Another good example is a wonderful woman I was speaking to, and her daughter was having a baby down at the hospital. And she wanted to bring bunt cakes, buntinis and buntlets to all of the staff on the maternity ward, the doctors, the nurses, the, the caretakers. And so anytime you want to make someone feel special and appreciated or bring a little extra joy and show that you're going a little bit of a, making a little bit of an extra effort, there is nothing like a nothing bunt cake to make that a little more special. And that's, that's really the essence of it.
0: You know, and actually you could follow the Hallmark card recipe probably. They create holidays. I, I, I swear when I grew up, there was no such thing as mother-in-law's day.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, and David, I I don't know how much you've been studying because I think you might've just set me up here believe it or not, days ago was National Bunt Day. (laughs) Who knew that was even a thing? Somebody did. By the way, we actually told them that it was National Bunt Day, but we were up more than 40% on the day, on National Bunt Day, because so many people were excited to come and get what in this case was a special promotion to get uh, an extra buntlet if you bought one, you could actually get a second one. And and uh the fans came out, David is all I can say. Yeah,
0: well look, when it comes to Bunt Cakes, it doesn't take a lot to get somebody off the couch, I would <laughs> think. I would think. I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with this and uh it'll be fun to see uh, to see how far it goes. It's gone a lot further than I would have thought already. My gosh, forty states and five hundred thirty five locations.
1: Five thirty five in counting and we'll we'll top five fifty by the end of the year.
0: Dolph Burley's the uh, relatively new CEO of Nothing Bunt Cakes, an athlete who probably paces his consumption of bunt cakes i would trust
1: well that that's right david you and i spoke about this but uh, i just turned 60 and i'm the world champion in the pole vault for men my, my age and number 2 in the world in the decathlon and and i and i expected you might ask well like how do you reconcile cake with <laughs> trying to be an elite athlete for my age and the short answer is that i've come to find that nothing but cakes those cakes are an, a, a different kind of fuel source that fuel the source and make you feel loved and get you fired up uh, to go and have a better training day tomorrow. But I I don't eat I don't eat several a day. Let me just put that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I enjoy all the flavors. Yeah, I'm tell you. It about.
0: would probably cut down on the height, I would think, on, on, that, on that jump. A little bit. Don Burley's yes. is the CEO of Nothing But Cakes. We appreciate the time. Thank you, sir.
1: Always good to see you.
0: Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.